This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. I feel like we're taking it a little slower today. <laughs> yeah. Taking a deal. We're on island time. We are on island time. Because we are talking about forgetting Sarah Marshall. Who? Mm-hmm. We've already forgotten her. This movie came out in 2008. Directed by Nicholas Stoller, written by Jason Siegel, starring Jason Siegel, Kirsten Bell, Paul Rudd, uh, Russell Brand, Mila Kunis, Bill Hader, Jack Breyer, who else? Jonah, did I say Jonah Hill yet? I don't know. Yeah. Tons of people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Hater um, of the year. <laughs> he is. <laughs> so uh, I nominated this movie, and um, yeah, this is something I didn't see in the theater. I really didn't know anything about it. I don't even remember seeing trailers for it, but it came on HBO or something. I kind of caught it halfway through, and it was pretty damn funny. So then I, you know, on HBO, they just repeat stuff over and over again. Caught it from the beginning a few hours later, and <clears throat> I loved it. And ever since then, I've watched it numerous times. Of the of comedies over the past 20 years, it's probably the one I've watched the most. Um, it's one of those things, I don't like rom-coms. But, like, there's a few that I really do like, like this, and Wedding Singer, and a couple others, and this fits right in there. Um, the cast is amazing, as far as just these people who show up, who went on to have bigger careers than the, some of the others that are actually in the movie. Um, yeah, there were the, names back then, but yeah, not definitely as big had as they the, became. the uh, Apatow stamp on things. Yeah. With a lot mm-hmm. of these actors, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's my history with it. Uh, Alex. Yeah, I think I saw this in the... I want to say I saw this in the movie theater. Um, because it was like an Apatow type of production since we were on the you know, on the big kick with Anchorman and all those... And the 40-year-old virgin? It says what was the other the one? Knocked Up? Knocked Up, yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, it's, you know, another... I, I didn't know who Jason Siegel was at the time. Oh, I knew him because he was the guy from... The, the previous movies and stuff, but he was just a side character. So it's like, all right, it's an Epitome movie starring in it. Let's give it a shot. And it was hilarious. Yeah. All right. There Scott. Uh, I think I also saw this in the theater. Uh, I've seen it periodically over the, the years since. Uh, and yeah, I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's interesting, you know, you mentioned the cast, but I, but I think like, the the ones that kind of stole the show are, are kind of like the smaller actors here, really. Yeah, um, and, and I say smaller, like they're like a lot of these people are like super recognizable, like Jack McBrayer now. Um, he gets a lot of funny stuff to do, even though he's not in a ton. Uh, also, I know Alex will appreciate this, and I and I I was like super excited at the time in the movie theater, and again just now uh, watching this, uh, but it has Bobby Six Killer in it. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that Renegade. Uh, oh actor. yeah, yeah. Uh, Branscombe Richmond is is the the bar owner with the 
the, the mosaic of all the, the topless women in the, in the bathroom. Gotcha. It's his art. <laughs> it is. All right. Well, as usual, we're going to each talk about seven items from the movie. Um, who goes first? I always forget. Is that, do the person who nominated to go first or they go last? I go first. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have my list is way more than seven. So I'm just gonna have to pick stuff here. And uh, <laughs> I, just, most of them are just quotes. But uh, I'll, I'll just I'll just start with this. It's a subtle scene. Uh, so it's a real quick moment when Elder Snow is put on stage to to sing at the brunch or whatever, and Jonah Hill's you know getting a boner all over him and. He just sticks his hand down his pants and goes, I just went from six to midnight. (laughs) God damn it. I have more to say about Jonah Hill's character in this, but that line just kills me every single time I see it. So, there it is. Six to midnight. Alex. Uh, My number seven is the short sex montage at the start of the movie. It's pretty freaking hilarious. Uh, starts off, Jason Siegel just broken up, and he is devastated, so he, he compensates by trying to sleep with a little other women, which is pediatrician recommended, by the way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, all, all the women, like, the one that won't stop saying hi. Yep. <laughs> hi. to get gagged. The, the other woman that's just like, oh, oh, I came. <laughs> like completely that, that was head. That was the funniest one of the. Uh, but, oh my gosh! So so, that sequence is funny, but but I kind of wish that it wasn't there. Um, it's it's a little harder to feel sorry for him when he's like, going right back out there and 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 sleeping with all these attractive women like right off the bat. <laughs> he seems like much less of a sad sack, at that point. It's a little less believable. Like I think they're trying to, good, to fill been, the void. But. I think they would have been good just after that first one with a uh, also cameo from from uh, someone who's really funny, uh, June Diane Raphael. Um, she doesn't really get to do a whole lot funny here, but the 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 first woman he takes home from the bar and then mm-hmm. he starts crying uh, like that. I think that would have been good. That would have been a good cutoff point for that. Um, so it, it's it's a trade off. It's like yeah, you get you get these jokes that are funny. Versus, like, kind of weakening the, the structure for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, so my number seven... Um, so it's it's a nitpick. Um, and I have some other nitpicks, but I'll save them as honorable mentions, probably. But uh, I, I feel like there needed to be something else to really explain, like, the... The coincidence of them meeting up in Hawaii, like if, like if it were her, like she she never should have believed for a second that it was a coincidence. Like, like he's clearly like, he, you know, we, we're seeing his point of view, and as the audience, we know, but it, it was just kind of frustrating for me that there's no reason why anybody should believe that he wasn't kind of like stalking her, basically. But everybody's like, oh, okay. Like, they're just automatically taking his word for it. Like, I, I don't know. It kind of bothered me. They, they need to be just some other, like, little bit of exposition or something that explain, explain it away. Like, how they happen to be there at the same time. At the same hotel. 
Okay, Scott. Eh, yeah, I disagree <laughs> with that one, but I, I mean, know. it's a valid nitpick, but I mean, who cares? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it bothered me. Like, okay. I don't know what else to say. Like, no, I, I, I said it. it's true. She wouldn't have been just like, yeah, she wouldn't have said, really, but yeah. So, I mean, the movie she, does, she, the, the, at, at points, the movie does treat, like, everybody's kind of, like, heightened in this movie, um, the characters. But, uh, like, it, it, the movie does take pains at points to, like, treat them kind of like real people and, and treat the relationship thing with, with little respect. Um, so, like, to have this all go back to that, like, it, anyway, it, it just bothered me. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my number six is Dong. <laughs> long Duck? Dong, long, long Duck, Dong. dong. Uh, it's just funny. And you forget about it. You know, you see it at the beginning, and then, and then you kind of forget She's the whole breakup scene with... I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened on TV before. Full frontal breakup scene. <laughs> and then you kind of forget. You know, they shoot up for, you know, shoot for the top, and you forget about it. Everyone wants to drop down. Oh, yeah, he's still nude. And comes back at the end of the movie, too, so... I was I forgot about it. I mean I didn't forget about it, but it's I I you had, forget when they show it and stuff like that. I, I had forgotten so. that that there's so much of it. <laughs> I thought it was just like one shot. Like nope. <laughs> when she comes in and he's all pretty much doing helicopter dick. Oh, those dying. All right, um, Alex number six. My number six is the bartender. One of the my first uh, side characters that I really loved in this movie. Uh, I wish he got a bit more screen time, but he was fucking great. He's <laughs> like, hey, you want to go snorkeling? It's turtle fucking season. Yeah. <laughs> they fucked me three hours. Like, uh, I used to live in Now I can name you 300 type of fish. No way. <laughs> yeah, tiger fish, blue fish. I, I did fish. laugh out loud when he's like... In a huff, like nobody wants to school with me. <laughs> yeah, man, that was great. He's like, you know, he, he stopped her mid blowjob. This guy's, you know, this guy's like Gandhi, but better because he likes puppets. <laughs> yes, I never heard that because I was laughing about the Gandhi. You probably missed that, but he likes puppets too. Like I missed that until this viewing. I was done. Yeah, he starts, he starts list them off, and he finishes with like he's not even on camera anymore. You just hear him, and he goes, "Yeah, Snuffleupagus fucks my shit up." <laughs> yeah, it's like Fraggle Rock Kermit. Um, he's great. I agree with you, but I'll, I'll disagree with you one thing. I don't think any of the side characters needed any more screen time. I think they each got the perfect amount. Um, and I think that's the way it works. So, he's great. They're all great. Like, the point in case is they gave Elder Snow his own show and a movie, and it was fucking awful. And he's one of the best parts of this movie, and he's that movie sucks. Yeah. So. But I think all these... Just sprinkled in perfectly, and he was definitely one of them. All right. Uh, Scott, number six. Number six, go, going back to what Alex says about the pediatrician, telling him to have, uh, go out and have lots of sex. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, like the only quote, like at least individual quote that made it to my list. Some of my, my topics are a little broader, but uh, the <laughs> it's a good-looking dick, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> That that was my first big laugh. I, I'd forgotten completely about that line. Uh, you know, he just wants to get him out of the office. It's a good looking dick, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Backed up. I got a lot of kids to see. <laughs> just how nonchalant. Just 
Get, get out of my office. Your dick's fine. Get out of here. <laughs> Good looking dick, beat. All right. Um, my number five. This is going to be a quote. And uh, Jack McBriar. He, he, he. I'm not a real big fan of him. I I love Thirty Rock and his character. Just it gets on your nerves pretty quick. And he's pretty much saying the playing the exact same thing here. During the sex montage, or there, when after he's been taught by all the snow, and he's in there, <laughs> I don't know the exact quote, but it's uh, what is it? Something that's like Jesus, but with a shorter beard. Oh, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I forget the damn quote now, but it's it's, it's you've got you've got Christ between your legs, but with a shorter beard. That's it. Yeah. Between your legs, but shorter beard. Oh my god! There you go. There it is. That's my number five. <laughs> Alex. Uh, my number five is Dracula the Musical. I forget the real title, title of it. It was on the flyer. But yeah, that was just fucking great. I think it was just called Dracula. I don't think it was anything. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I loved it. The whole... In, in the last act, he's back in LA. He finally realizes his dream. Opening night. And he does it with all the puppets and everything. It was fantastic. Yep. More to say about it later. Mm-hmm. All right. I agree. All right. Well, Scott, number five. Uh, number five is all the the crime show spoofs. Uh, <laughs> like it could it could the movie could have been like an hour of that, and I would have loved it. <laughs> that shit's right up my alley. It's so, yeah, it is. so it's dumb. So Just Scott. the 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 whole uh, sunglasses. Like William Baldwin, and then just the, the constant stream of the dumb one-liners, uh, like <laughs> they're just playing up the whole uh, crime scene drama bullshit. And then at the end, uh, instead of Baldwin, it's, it's Justin Bateman instead. <laughs> he's playing the exact same character, basically. She's uh, an Adam psychic. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, she's been reduced to the the same thing, but only a little bit worse. The, well, probably a lot worse. <laughs> just the the eyes glowing and stuff. Uh, but yeah, just them going back back to that, and then uh, um, and then related to that though, the scene when he when he's uh, scoring that that episode that at his job, and then he freaks out, and then he plays the Seinfeld theme, and then yeah. <laughs> and then he takes out the screen, and then the guy's like, you know, you're not getting paid for this today, right? Yeah, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking William Baldwin, huh? Uh, but uh, anyways, yeah, all the, all the crime scene stuff is, is hilarious to me. All right. Uh, I think we're on to my number four now. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, so mine is, it's the whole, <laughs> uh, they have the, they have the dinner, the four of them have the dinner together. And they go back to the room, and Mila Kunis and him are having sex, and Sarah Marshall hears it, so she starts having sex with all the snow, and she's making a scene, and the whole breakup scene. <laughs> just they come going back and forth, and I always say, I'm out of snow. Bushy, 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 bushy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cracks me up. And then his just response, <laughs> the ghastly, I've heard of people faking orgasms before, but that was... I've never seen one personally. <laughs> that ghastly <laughs> performance. 
And then just yeah, him just being just a total prick. <laughs> oh, I had sex with the housekeeper. <laughs> yeah, what did she say? And I'm like, damn, that's a good dig. And then he comes back with just one more to put the nail in the coffin. Well, she she says that she hates your his music. music. So, yeah. yeah, your music sucks. It's like, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I slept with a maid earlier today. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm Elder Snoop. Bushy, 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 bushy. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, my number four. And Alex, number four. My number four is Kunu. Yeah. <laughs> gold. I forgot how many quotes he has in this movie. It's so yes. fucking good. Uh, I'm sure you guys have a lot more, but I'll just say my favorite one. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man. If life, if life gives you lemons, just fuck the lemons and bail. <laughs> That's good life go. advice right there, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have any more of him on my list. So. Oh, really I do. Mention, so. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Kunu's the best. <laughs> What's what Kunu mean, Chuck? Yeah, what I went online. <laughs> yeah, got a whole online thing. <laughs> Let me give you your island name. <laughs> it's gold. All right, uh, Scott. All right, number four is the 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 newlyweds. Uh, that whole sequence when they're when they're finally enjoying sex, uh, or at least he's starting to enjoy it, anyways. Uh, yeah, just them together. Just the. Him not getting it right, and then she, she, she offers to go down on him, and he's, he freaks out. No, yeah. uh, no, no. Uh, then the, I, I can't decide whether I like the the sequence with with him on the the chessboard, um, teaching him like what to do. Uh, all the snow teaching him. I I did like that he asked him though. Like I thought that was funny, but. Um, th- this guy doesn't really know who, or really care <laughs> all that much about who Aldous Snow is. But he's like, oh yeah, this guy's probably had lots of sex. So he asks him, like, not, not in his capacity as, like, a celebrity or anything. But, um, yeah, just the, the two of them. And then, uh, like, you see him a couple times in the background being weird, too, which is, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the newlyweds. Alright. Um... So my number three would be the Jonah Hill's character in general and all the, his stuff, his interactions with with um, Alvin Snow. <laughs> I mean, not just with him, too. Like, when, when Pete shows up to dinner and he's like, is your, your wife joining you? Girlfriend? You're by yourself? Well, that sucks. Do you don't want a magazine or something? Or <laughs> that. The, the Sixth Midnight, which I already mentioned. Him giving the demo tape to him and just you don't want to be the guy at home going oh I was so miserable to him oh <laughs> was that supposed to be me sadly yes <laughs> yeah, that's great just everything no I cannot sell you weed because I'm at my job and you know this because you called me and just, uh, everything with him in this movie was gold so that's my number three Alex. My number three is just, just breakups suck. And this movie, I think this is why it's so relatable to, to a general audience, to pretty much everybody, because you've been through a breakup and it's devastating. It's not. <laughs> in retrospect, maybe some of them are pretty funny, <laughs> especially if they happened a long time and you're remembering. I got a couple that are funny now that were just heartbreaking back mm-hmm. then, but like. Yeah, the, this this breakup that he has with Sarah Marshall in the apartment is just, just perfect. 
and you know what he's going through and everything, but he's completely butt naked. <laughs> he's saying irrational things like, no, because if I go put on clothes, that means that it's really over. <laughs> uh, I do love that he like, sits down on the couch. He's still just completely naked. But <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this. Yeah. Oh, because they're Costco brand. But if I was wearing, uh, whatever, Ron John set pants, it'd be all right. I do like when he's getting over some of his stuff. Was anyone going to talk about his relationship with Bill Hader or no? Um, oh, I have I'll, him higher in my list. I'm going to mention about how I didn't like it. Okay. Well, then he doesn't like you. Yeah. Hater of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hater, hater. All right, uh, Scott, number three. Uh, number three, kind of tying into what Alex was saying, is uh really liked how like a lot of it was just getting through the jokes um you know and, and and peter dealing with the his uh i i don't know if grief is the right word but you know his broken heart i guess um you know him slowly it's starting grief. to relax and yeah. uh uh but I, but I did like it at points they the script does treat them like real people like you you do see that uh that as as horrible as sarah marshall is for for cheating on him and then like all you know the horrible shit she says to, uh, to Aldous even though Aldous in, in his own right is kind of an asshole um you know they're, they're still real people you know getting real digs in on each other um I I really liked the the conversation they they have about why they broke up um and you know yeah she she never should have cheated on him but um she has a point like um you know he he was kind of you know, like, I, I don't know that she should have broken up with him or whatever, but uh, just that, you know, she she was making an effort. Right? Maybe, maybe they weren't compatible or whatever, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's their, their eventual breakup is not all on her. Um, yeah. You know, she, she is a little manipulative uh, after the fact when she tries to get back with him. But, uh, mm. but, I, but I do like that they, they, that the movie does kind of put a, put a little bit of, of thought into to them being real people and, and how they react to things and um and and now aldous um who seems like you know completely in his own world just absolutely self-absorbed is like fed up with her too um showing that you know he he he's you know just like anybody else he he he's not just this uh like kind of I don't know, bulletproof uh, sled that just do, does whatever he wants without any consequences anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like the moment of, of actually breaking down the relationships and then treating them like real people, at least the main characters. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. I like it too. All right. Uh, on to my number two, and it's Kunu, Chuck. Paul Red, he's in it the perfect amount and just, he's just such an airhead. He just shows up. So, so the one problem, there's only one solution for that weed. Got me? <laughs> and then just uh, teach him to surf. Oh, you're doing too much. <laughs> do less. Do less. Well, now you're just laying there. You got to do something. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. Come on. Let's go. We're going surfing now. Everyone's learning how. Oh, the weather outside is weather. That's 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 
probably my biggest quote from this whole movie is that the <laughs> weather outside is weather. Oh god! I say that all the time. Yeah. Oh, I, just, I, I like her hair. I wonder if yeah. the drapes match her pubes. Yeah, the carpet matched the pubes. Uh, later on, when all the snow gets the coral on his leg, you sound like you're from London. <laughs> just everything with him in this movie is. Oh, oh, what time is it? Oh, I don't know. Ever since the guy here, I don't wear a watch. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, no, because it's on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so badass. So, mm-hmm. all right, Konu. Yeah, I'll give you a Hawaiian name. Pio Pio P. I'm done talking about that. Alex, number two. My number two is Bill Hader. Uh, I just. Man, this time around, it, I really zoned in on his character, and I really, really liked it. <laughs> it's great. He was there for his stepbrother and everything, talking to ladies at bars. And then when he kind of, when uh, uh, Peter insults him and his wife yeah. a little bit, he's like, do you really want to have this conversation? <laughs> and he thinks about it for a second. He's like, yes. <laughs> she is the future mother of my unborn children. You are not even related by blood. <laughs> I will end you! (laughs) How did that feel? Did you like that? Yeah? (laughs) That was freaking great. The best, though, is... Oh, this movie does that a a bit with people off screen just saying stuff that's barely audible, (laughs) but it's great. So when Peter's following (laughs) Sarah and Eldis back to the room to try to... Like, are you following us right now? He's on this phone. No, don't do it. (laughs) He's like, hey, how's it going (laughs) the phone you could hear his brother oh no what are you doing go back to your yeah. room <laughs> uh, that's great yeah i like his shirt i see dead pixels oh yeah that was awesome yeah, i didn't notice that yeah. that was cool uh, i also like when he's deleting the pictures on the computer <laughs> and then he's like they aren't even doing a real delete and he jumps in there and does the yeah. permanent delete no oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great idea. Go hook up with another slut or whatever. Oh, he's just genius. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, Alice uh, Scott, number two. Uh, number two, we I think we've mentioned all three at this point, but uh, just as, as a collection, the the people that are retaining uh, Aldous Snow in the movie, so the the Jonah Hill, which I completely forgot about that one. <laughs> uh, and then the... Uh, Kunu, but you sound like you from London. <laughs> and then finally, the the funniest one, which is uh, Kristen Bell doing the bowshed, bowshed, bowshed. Uh, I, all three of them at at his expense. Uh, um, it's my biggest laughs in the movie, probably. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my number one. Um, is the eldest snow character in this i i find myself laughing every time he's on screen just a parody of one of these liam gallagher whatever guys and this music video <laughs> we gotta do something and just do it all over the music video <laughs> the music and... video when at one point he's holding up a sign that that says uh um sodomize inequality <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think is what it said Oh, Sodomizing tolerance—that's what it was. Yeah, 
his quotes, you know, I was when uh, Johnny Hill gives him, did you have a chance to listen to it? Yeah, I was going to, but then I just said, just live, live on living my life. Um, <laughs> his, the shirt, he just thought he hates the shirt. And the white or the cranberry juice gets spilled out of, oh, take my eyes, but not my shirt. <laughs> oh, God. Other one I laughed at the end when he's, when they've broken up and he's waiting for the car. And he's talking to Peter. <laughs> she's talking about how crazy she is. And he's like, how you served under her for five years? I don't know. You deserve an award or a cuddle or something. <laughs> yeah. But how you served under her for five years? Now, I'm not going to say she's Hitler. But <laughs> maybe a mini maybe Goebbels. Maybe Goebbels, yeah. It's, it's, like a, it's like a week with Goebbels. <laughs> Just everything... Like I said, the next movie, get him to the Greek, whatever. It's awful, and he's—it's too much. But the amount of him in this movie, I just found awesome, and he made me laugh the entire time. So, mm-hmm. Aldous knows my number one, Alex. My number one is Jason Siegel, mostly because he wrote it and he starred in it, and the the whole movie, his whole character could come off as extremely cringy, like very uncomfortable to watch. Kind of like a Ben Stiller movie, but he just he rode that line like perfectly with the, his acting, writing, and delivery uh, of uh, everything he had to do, so that he came off you know charming, relatable, and uh, you 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 understand his situation that he's in, and, and it didn't come off like as uncomfortable. It came off as hilarious. Yeah, I mean, wait, wait for him to write in a movie where Kristen Bell and Mila Kunis are fighting over him. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's some screenplay right there. No, he's really good. As the straight guy of the movie, he has surrounded by all these like cameos that we talked about, cameos, but funny side characters. He's still funny in himself. And, mm-hmm. yeah. when he, another joke. I think the quote, weather outside is weather is another one, but also when he's at the bar drinking, like the montage of getting the the tiki bar tricky drinks and he oh, I'm Samantha I'll have sex with anyone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not us that's not us because of the banana okay. yeah and the you shall not pass Gandalf stuff all that yeah, that yeah. giant bowl of cereal I want to do that I know oh, we, I have those bowls too <laughs> I don't alright Scott number one uh, number one is the Dracula musical uh, I I knew it was coming at the end. Uh, it had been a while. Uh, I just I I love that that they they produced this whole thing for for this movie. Uh, just I, it only lasts a couple minutes, but it's it's great. Just this, them doing all the puppet work and then the stage work and like all the. Just the little touches, the bats dropping from the ceiling in the end, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the the peasants like on the wall as as like the cutouts and um, and yeah, just just them all the the heartfelt singing and uh, yeah, it, it was it was a really cool like little like unnecessary but um, great at the same time. Like you you can see uh, how. It's almost like this whole movie was an audition for him to to do the the Muppet movie that he that he was in later. Um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I just really really dug the the, the musical at the end. I mean, if it was just the one number that they 
that we get to see. Yeah, and the the director of this was part of the Muppets thing too that they did. Right, right. Yeah, so. I'd go see that show. Yeah, me too. All right, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, only honorable mentions I had were um, the uh, I don't know the big Hawaiian the big Hawaiian guy the. When he walks, yeah. he walks in on him. Are those happy tissues or sad tissues? <laughs> you should wait for me. You should wait for me. Give me a minute. thing? He's like, you're a little baby. He's like, well, you look like a big baby. I'm sorry I said that. He just laughed. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, there's uh, a few, more than a few people from uh, Hawaii Five O <laughs> on this, <laughs> on the in this movie. Is that guy in it? Yep. That guy's like okay. one of the main characters now. And then the the Mila Kunis' ex-boyfriend, he's in it. Oh, okay. Is a side, like a featured character sometimes. Yeah. I, I really like that, that, that guy because he was just like the first person that was like, well, besides Mila Kunis, but the first character that was like really nice to him. So he, even like the bartender is kind of a dick to him at first. Um, so... The, yeah, yeah th- this guy is just like, yeah, here, I'll give you a hug, Greta. And then, like, help me do the pig, the pig scene, too, we haven't talked about. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good cook. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't want to mention, yeah, the, the hater stuff just wasn't working for me at all. Like, I, I, I can't really put my finger on it. Uh, like, yeah, I, I don't know what else to say. Mm. Uh, we had some funny, a couple funny lines, but... Um, just like him as a character and their interactions yeah it didn't it wasn't working for me um i like sorry when they're doing one of the video calls and he has the, the hawaiian background and he just starts going oh yeah not made americans they're not oh I'm, I'm, doing, I'm luau and then she's doing i'm doing the luau yeah. <laughs> oh, i'm doing the luau got the hula like the uh couple of the the flashback montages like when he's like on the red carpet holding her purse the, the one guy's telling him to get out of the shot like <laughs> calls like, him a tumbo or something yeah he calls him yeah. Andre, Andre the Giant <laughs> he's like Andre get out of the giant but tumbo move <laughs> um, I like when she learns that she actually does have bad taste in, in clothes like she, you see that realization <laughs> when, when she's the one that has the flashback of all the stuff she makes him wear yeah. and like and like the bartender is like, nice hat. Oh, really? Thanks. My girlfriend got it for me. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then finally, it didn't. I didn't realize it until like, like halfway through the scene that it was Kristen Wiig is the, uh, the, uh, oh, the yoga instructor. Yeah. You didn't realize that was her. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't recognize her at first because I, I, I completely forgotten she was in this movie. I'm like, she looks familiar. And then all of a sudden, it like hit me like, oh, okay, that's Kristen Wiig. She usually doesn't have. The dark hair. At least she was this like, oil. was this like an extended cut? Because I don't that, remember that yoga scene at all. Exactly. Laura and I were talking about that too. That was must have been because we have the direct. We got the director's cut, and so that must have been a deleted scene because we did not remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I, yeah, I wasn't sure about a couple of the scenes, like some of the sex stuff in the beginning, if that was all in the, the theatrical release or not. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, then she. I, the, it's good. 
Well, I was going to say, honorable mention, we really didn't talk about the girls at all in this. Kristen Bell and Mila Kunis. Yeah, they're, they're both really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Kristen Bell doing the bow shit, bow shit, bow shit. Um, yeah. And her, just Mila Kunis, just being the, fu- I, you know, being the fun one and everything. And when he, I love when she jumped in the, in the off the cliff and I can see your vagina from here. <laughs> I can see your hoo-ha. I like when she goes aggro. She's like, if I tell you to run, run. And yeah. she just gets up. Hey, motherfucker! <laughs> don't you not to get here? Yeah. Yeah, don't come to my island. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, we didn't talk about it, but the the it was like super cringeworthy when he's he's explaining what happened uh, with him and, and Sarah at the like toward the end, mm-hmm. and then like uh, and then she performed like oral like ten to fifteen seconds max. Like he's trying to, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's trying to make it not sound that bad, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. All right. Well, with that, it's time to rate it. And as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. I will go first, and I give this a seven. It's one of my favorite comedies, like I said, in the past twenty years. So that's easy for me. Alex, I'm gonna give this a six. Mostly okay. because it is hilarious and heartfelt, like pretty much hand in hand, kind of like a wed- like you said earlier, wedding singer. Yeah. Okay, and Scott. Well, this is tough. Uh, two. <laughs> two. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'll give it a five. Um, I, I just feel like there was a bigger opportunity here to to make a like a more cohesive like movie. Um, but the, the funny stuff in here is, is, is really funny. And there's some, um, as we've talked about, there's some, uh, very funny characters and, uh, and yeah, it's very quotable. All right. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's time for our crossover topic, which is top five breakups in movies, TV, video games. You know, those romantic video games that are out there. Yeah, there are. Yeah? Okay. I mean, mostly they just, they don't break up, just the woman gets kidnapped by a big bad monster and you have to save her. <laughs> oh no. And Billy and Jimmy <laughs> Lee have to go save her from the game. And then they, spoilers. Alright, my number five comes from TV, a lot of mine are TV actually, but um... This is the first one, one of the first ones that came to my mind, and it's one of the first ones I experienced as a kid. And I don't remember the specific, because I'm sure it happened a few times, but it was when Kevin Arnold and Winnie Cooper would break up <laughs> on the show from the Wonder Years. So mm. I couldn't tell you anything specific. I know there was one time where Winnie Cooper says she was seeing somebody else, and that was devastating. Um, I will say that. And then I remember one where... God. He, they had broken up, and he... I don't even know if they had ever gotten together yet, but he was dating the girl Becky Slater, I think was her yeah. name? Was that the blonde girl? Yeah, it was Becky and Slater, he, yeah. Okay. And he breaks up with her, and he, where he says he wants to be friends, and she's, friends, I'll show you friends, and punches him out. And it was like flashback to him watching an episode of Star Trek, and then now he's in, he's dreaming that he's Kirk and stuff. I don't know. It's pretty hilarious. Um, anyway, Kevin Arnold, Winnie Cooper is my number five. Alex. This one's in my number five because you don't 
really see the breakup. You just kind of see the aftermath, and that's from Swingers. Yes. Honorable mention. Uh, yeah, another movie. Yeah, just bra- based on a breakup and getting over it and everything. It's like what, oh, one of my favorite like comeback movies. When I feel depressed or like I can't go on, I, I used to put on Swingers, and it's like you know what? Yeah, I can turn this around. It's kind of, I'll be depressed for another hour and a half, and then the last twenty minutes, I get my mojo back. Yeah, because yeah, it's funny. That we we've talked about it in previous podcasts, but that uh, that scene when he's leaving the messages. Is just so <laughs> oh brutal. My like Jeez. it's it's like brutal on a level of like, a, so we don't watch a lot of body horror. Yeah, it's movies. like a saw movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like somebody having to watch like having to like cut their own arm off like on screen. Like, it's, it's like, just oh, so like, just stop, man. Just stop. Yeah, it's 128 <laughs> hours over here. Don't ever call me again. Oh, All man. right. <laughs> All right, Scott, number five. Uh, number five is uh, from a show um, that I've, I've recommended several times on the podcast. Uh, it's on HBO Max currently. It's animated, the, the Harley Quinn animated show. Um, a, a big plot through line is Harley and her breakup with the Joker. Um, and they, they, they spent a lot of time exploring the, the whole thing over the course of the, the two seasons that are there. Uh, we see a little bit of this in the big screen with, I think, Birds of Prey, right? Um, I don't remember how much they yeah. talk about it on the second. I think they mentioned it in the second uh, Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, a little bit. But, uh, so yeah, they, they, this movie, the big screen does deal with it a little bit, but um, this gets into like a lot of just like the relationship stuff, kind of like the same way that, that Sarah Marshall does um, at, at points. Uh, so yeah, I I definitely recommend this. Um, and yeah, spoilers you you see like how and why they break up. Harley Quinn and Joker. Pudding. All right. Um, my number four. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so this would be for another TV show, uh, Parks and Rec, and uh, Ron Swanson and his second ex-wife Tammy broken up a few times in the show was are always pretty hilarious their relationship you guys ever watch the show huh i've i've seen a handful of episodes i do remember i don't know jeff if you're thinking of the same thing there was an episode where ron has to go inside one of the municipal buildings to meet up with his ex-wife and then he comes out like he's had the shit kicked out of him like i don't yeah that's the one i'm gonna talk about where... okay, okay. <laughs> so the parks department has a feud with the library and so his ex-wife actually runs the library, and there's this lot they're fighting over, and she gets it because she caves in, and they, whenever they're together, they're just like this couple that just has sex everywhere and anywhere, and all this stuff, blah 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 blah. And finally, she decide he decides to stand up to her because of Leslie Dope. Yeah, and he comes out of the room. He's missing, missing half of his mustache. <laughs> ripped it off. His shirt's ripped. His black. Oh, that's hilarious. He just grabs... You don't see... He just he grabs... Let's see, we gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here. Oh, man. It was hilarious. Uh, not to be outdone, but when they were together at one point, his the middle of his mustache was missing <laughs> because it rubbed off from friction. Jeebus. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh, like... It's... um, What's her name? It's like his real-life wife, right? Yeah, exactly. It's yeah, his yeah. real wife. yeah. 
Um, all right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is from The Simpsons, and that is when Principal Skinner and Patty break up. After Principal Skinner proposes, but Patty can't continue because she doesn't want to leave her sister behind. Jump, jump. Yeah. <laughs> jump, jump. You are so beautiful to me. That's a good one, Alex. Yeah. I thought I thought you were say when Lisa breaks up with Ralph and Bart <laughs> no. watches it on the tape, you can see the exact moment his heart breaks. And now. <laughs> you choo-choo choose me. That was great. And it's got a train on it. It says, let's be friends. And there's a picture of a bee. <laughs> All right. Nice one. All right. Scott, number four. Okay. My number four is Swingers. Uh I think I think we covered it, uh, but there it is. Um, it it is it is kind of uh, cool to see his character at the end that that he's like. I, I like the movie spends enough time to let him deal with it. Like, yeah, you know, forgetting Sarah Marshall, like this all happens over the course of like a week, right? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Or, or, or well, probably days. more than that because he's like sleeping around in the beginning, but um, it all happens pretty fast. Whereas, I feel like Swingers, like there's there's some time, there's some breathing room there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for some better character development. So, anyways, swingers from four. Yeah, and then he gets the call from his ex and hangs up on her. Yeah, remember call waiting. Yeah. All right. Um, my number three. This is this is a an action a bloody breakup, and this would be Kill Bill. Honorable oh. mention. So, Beatrix, beep, kiddo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is me. Leaves Bill. This is me at my most masochistic. Yeah. Bill, it's your... So, you guys have seen the movie. It's the whole premise of the movie. Anyway, Kill Bill. Go watch it. We still haven't done that, I don't think. Really? We gotta do that. Yeah, I don't think we have. Hmm. One or two. I mean, I I used to talk about it ad nauseum, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's surprising to me. Where's Bill? Alex, number three. My number three is from a Seinfeld episode I just watched tonight. It reminded me, and it was so funny that I had to put it on the list. It is when Kramer has to break up with one of his girlfriends, and you see it from uh, from the point of view of the girlfriend, and Kramer's just yelling at her, like at the top of his lung. Look at you. You're. Why don't you do something with your life? And then it cuts back to whatever, you know, Seinfeld and George and Elaine are doing. It cuts back to, to Kramer going, I take it all back. I love you. I'll do anything. It's great. And then they break up at the end again. Nice. I have Seinfeld as an honorable mention because there's, there's a bunch of breakups between, oddly enough, not many Kramer ones, but between yeah. Jerry and George um, and even Elaine. But I, I love the... George, when she gives him the it's it's not me, it's not you, it's me routine. Are you giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? <laughs> yeah. If, if it's anyone, it's me. She's like, fine, okay, it's you. That's right. So, so I, yeah, I've, I've watched a ton of Seinfeld. So I, I, I know Elaine gets in a couple of long-term relationships, or at least one, right, with Putty. Yeah, long, not very long, but yeah. He yeah, lasts right. He lasts. He lasts more than one episode, though, right? So yeah, it's like and, I don't know. And 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 definitely George has long term one, 
Does Jerry ever have any long-term ones? Because it all seems like no. one and done with him. Yeah. I think Janine Garofalo was a two-episode arc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was about, about it. it. They actually get married, right? Or engaged? Yeah, they get engaged. Yeah. I hate but. you. <laughs> that was a mutual breakup. The world's first. <laughs> but yeah, Elaine's with Putty for a little bit, but not very long. So we have more on and off again. They're more like each other's F buddies <laughs> more than anything. <laughs> Putty, don't wait for me. Okay. <laughs> There's even one where, like, one episode where Elaine, like, Elaine's coming up and Jerry's like, you know, one of his girls is with them and she's leaving. And Elaine doesn't really even want to be introduced to them anymore. And she's like, how long have you been with that one? I don't know. Since the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that was Alex's number three. So Scott, number three. Uh, my number three is, is one that uh, really hits home. Uh, that's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, I, have you guys seen this? I haven't. Once, I highly recommend this. Is, this is a great movie. Yep. Um, it's 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 painful, uh, but it, it it it's the whole movie is about a breakup, um, rather than you know the breaking up taking place and then they deal with it. Um, it, it it's kind of complicated, so I'm getting too much, uh, but. Um, it, it's basically about uh, relationships and how we can't get out of our own, get out of our own way sometimes. And um, but uh, yeah, de- definitely worth a watch. Uh, it's it's uh, beautifully shot. There's some some really cool visuals in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I've heard good things. I know the premise, but I've never seen it. All right, uh, my number one is two, number the two. wedding. Sorry, yeah, two is the wedding singer. Um, also my number two <laughs> yeah uh, at the very beginning at Robbie's wedding and oh, shit. his sister right. comes up and hands him the note <laughs> there's a note so it was a bad note <laughs> I, I like... I'm sad sorry go ahead it was, it was just him, him sad walking back and then just going crazy in there and she shows up later and he has a little baby hey Linda you old bitch <laughs> I, I, I do like that they get the Adam Sandler yelling thing out of the way right in the beginning of the movie with the yeah information I could have used yesterday, and then he's like yeah. and he's like a normal dude for like the rest of the movie other than like the the hate song but <laughs> but yeah him basically dealing with the breakup it's kind of like swingers in that case he's dealing with it for most of the movie and meets a new girl and all that stuff so. Wedding Singer, my number two. Nice. Any, anything else to add, Scott, before we get to Alex? Um, nope, just the, the the song he sings is all time. Somebody <laughs> like, kill me, the, Theater laugh for me, anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I saw a boot come out of him. All right. They were cones. <laughs> they were cones. Alex, number two. Uh, my number two is actually from Happy Gilmore. At yeah. the very beginning, <laughs> it's not mention. so much the breakup, uh, but I just love his reaction. He's like, "Good, beat it. Who needs you?" And he keeps going back to the intercom. I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Why'd you come back inside? He starts singing the song, <laughs> and to his surprise, well, somebody comes back, and it's an old Asian lady. 
till the night hey. closes in. <laughs> hey, you know what, breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. There's only one problem, Happy. You aren't any good. Oh, yeah, well, I've seen those finger paintings you brought over. They suck. <laughs> well, I, I, I forgot about the, the breakup in the beginning. Was it, was that anybody? No, I don't think anyone's anyone mm-hmm. famous, but... Okay. Yeah. She breaks up with him over the intercom or whatever. Um, yeah. All right, well, my number one... I got a, a, a whole song, and uh, it's from Eurotrip. Yeah. Scotty doesn't know. Same. Oh, damn. I forgot about this. <laughs> the all-time. Shit. Oh, my gosh. Fiona! And Fiona! My brother got it on tape and all that stuff. So, yes. Scotty <laughs> doesn't know. And apparently, so Scotty didn't know to put this as his number one, either. So yeah, I, I, yeah damn on, it, Scotty. I don't know if it's my number one, but, yeah. I, oh, I should have. God damn I, I just love when he's like, <laughs> it's graduation. They just walked. <laughs> it's like, oh, i got to talk to you. Really? Talk about what? <laughs> it's his face when he's like, oh, really? Talk about what? <laughs> like, about me dumping you. What? <laughs> and then his parents show up. There he is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just a perfect storm. And everybody's just taking pictures with the, <laughs> with the newly graduated kid. <laughs> Fiona. <laughs> Oh, so good. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Scott, what's your number one? Uh, well, I I thought this would have been at least somebody's honorable mention. Maybe it still is, but uh, number one is Chasing Amy. The, hmm. uh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Uh, the, I don't the, remember the, the scene where um, uh, Holden loses his shit because he he can't handle the fact that. Um, that she had sex with other people, basically. <laughs> with other men. The other men, yeah. Um, well, and she got double teamed. I think that was the... What was yeah, they double teamed? double team. Yeah, Finger the, cuffs. Yeah, the the famous... Like, and this is weird. Like, it, it is brutal, because you, you can see him in real time. Like, like Affleck's actually really good in the, in the scene, where you kind of see him in real time, where he realizes, like, he should not be saying what he's saying, but he can't help himself. Um, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, yeah, the, the whole, like, very Kevin Smith line of, you know, don't, don't, try not to suck any dicks on the way out of the parking lot, um, is, is is a great line and, and wildly unfair. And, um, she's totally right to, like, want to have nothing to do with him after that. Um, wait, he says that in this movie, too? No, he doesn't say it in this movie. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's from Clerks. Clerks. Yeah, that's from Clerks when she says that. He does. I could have sworn he says that in Chasing Amy. No, that's from Clerks. Clerks. Oh, well, I take this off my list then. <laughs> thirty-seven. My girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row. Yeah, that's all from Clerks. This is not Chasing. Okay, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I fucking failed. Um, no, that's totally. It's the thirty-seven. So, but I mean, okay, I still stand by this. This whole thing is about them eventually breaking up, though. And then yes, um, and I did like that. That, and then Holden's like solution is fucking like <laughs> threesome with yeah, it's just yeah, and then like yeah, just never gonna never gonna work. Yeah, what are you, an uh, idiot? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, dumb. But but like everybody grows from the whole thing. Well. She doesn't, because she didn't do anything wrong. But, <laughs> yeah. like, he he learns, like, 
what a, what a dick he was about the the whole thing. Uh, and you actually get uh, that that whole soliloquy from uh, from Silent Bob <laughs> about why yeah. the movie is called Jason Amy. Um, so yeah, matter mm-hmm. one. Very cool. I mean, yeah, you could do the Chase and Amy or the Clerks one <laughs> from puts on a list. I'm trying to think of Mallrats. Is there a breakup scene in Mallrats? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But beginning. she dumps him at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. wait, Hell you're half dumping me like women scored for Sega. Yeah, yeah. There you go. None in Dogma. And well, they get broken up. Their heads get broken up from their torsos. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then we all lost with um, Jersey Girl. So I didn't doesn't she die? That. Doesn't J Lo die or something? Yeah, yeah. She did. Is that Jersey Girl uh, or Gigli? It's Jersey Girl. Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, with that, oh, so it's time. Up, up quick, I want to mention. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. A movie that we did on this podcast that uh, is also all about breakups. Uh, or a breakup, anyways. Uh, high fidelity. Oh yeah, and they get back together. Yeah. Happy ending. Get your patchouli stink out of my store. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I forgot. An auto mentions I had was uh, Sam and Diane from Cheers. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Danny DeVito and Real Parman, not in Cheers, but in uh, Taxi. Yeah, real in real life. <laughs> and then in real life, yes. Yeah. I don't, want, I don't talk about it. Real life is depressing. I don't want to... Mm. Yeah, they seem good with it. All right. Uh, before we get into the news, uh, let's do some more backlog uh, ratings here. Whew. You're just going to skip the sports turned, today, huh? It turns out that I wasn't lying well, no, when I said the news we, too. We, we, uh, we always promise content here at Han Shout First. <laughs> we sure do. So yeah, as we've mentioned before, we're approaching our 400th episode, and to do that, we're going to look back at all our ratings, uh, but the first 100 or so episodes, we did not rate movies, so we're going back and filling those in, we'll do a few more to this week, um, so let's get into it. Uh, Gremlins, Jeff 5, Alex 6, Scott 5. Okay. Um, fair enough. I don't know why I meant so low, I love the movie as a kid, but eh, maybe it just You're didn't grow on me kid. as much as... Uh, Maybe you forgot that there's a gremlin that flashes Phoebe Cates. Yeah. <laughs> or that Phoebe Cates tells one of the worst Christmas stories of all yeah, time. I know, that's the best. Oh my god, there, that's a Christmas movie. Oh wait, we've already done this, haven't we? No, yeah, we're talking about it. God damn reason. it, it's late. <laughs> if, we, if, we're, you know, if we're doing favorite Santas. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we will be. Ooh. Um... Next is Wedding Singer, which we've just been talking about it, and this makes sense for me. Seven for me, six for Alex, six for Scott. Mm-hmm. So okay. from pretty, hmm. pretty much on par. You like Very that strong. Wedding Singer a little more than so, Sarah Marshall. So, so. that's interesting because uh, I, I think I've talked about this with a couple other movies that we've been going back through like this. Um, like if, if it exemplifies a genre, like if, if I was going to do my top ten romantic comedies, which actually isn't saying a whole lot, but uh, like this, this would be in there. This would be like in the top five for sure. Um, so, I think yeah. you just like the rapping granny. <laughs> I did like the rapping granny. Sugar Hill. All right, the next, the Little Mermaid. Uh, all fives. Which... 
not really a target audience for us, but um, there you go. Still, Ken Triton's a fucking jerk. <laughs> yeah, right. The Running Man. Six Jeff, six <laughs> Alex, five Scott. Yes, Jeff, yes, yes. Jeff, yes. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I feel like we did some of these last week. Really? Yeah. Oh, just continue. It doesn't matter. No, we did. Shit. Because uh, I'm seeing... No, no, no. This could call Scott. Uh, fuck, I was supposed to flag it and I didn't. I don't remember what we had for breakfast. There's a flag. <laughs> we did, because we did Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, right? And then yes. Teen Wolf. Yes, did I, we do I, Teen Wolf? I do remember. Yes. Yes. The Teen Wolf. Okay. Boof Dang Boof. it. All right. Because I think so I read, I read it low, right? Teen Wolf? Yeah, you gave it a three. Yeah. All right. Good catch. Sorry. All right. And now I think we ended. Now it should be the Sandlot. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I don't think we did that one yet. Okay. So Jeff five, Alex six, Scott six. Okay. Wendy Peppercorn. <laughs> yeah. All right. Zelda. I don't think we did a specific Zelda. I think we just did all Zeldas here. Yeah. And uh, sevens across the board. Yeah, collective. Yes. All right, and then uh, L.A. Confidential. Okay. Four from Jeff, four from Alex, six from Scott. Wow. I'm surprised you guys yeah. don't like that one more. Eh. Yeah, exactly. Eh, that's a good answer. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, wreck four it. from Jeff, six from Alex, five from Scott. That sounds about right. It's a, yeah, it's a very one. watchable five. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Cutting Edge. Five Jeff, five Alex, six Scott. Not surprised. Sweeney. Six. Scott, Red, I guess I guess I there's not a seven romantic comedy, huh? For me. Anyways. <laughs> Independence Day. Six <laughs> Jeff. Six Alex. Four Scott. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. I mean that's a romantic comedy. Yeah. It I don't, is. Oh. yeah. Um It's got data. I, I will say this movie does not hold up. But I watched it so much, I love it so much as a kid that I have to give it a six. I, it's six it's good. I, I like I like talking about it more and just having Alex do his dumb everybody <laughs> missile. A Robert Loge impression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Bloodsport. <laughs> Bloodsport is five across the board. I would have thought it was a bit higher. I always felt like I was on the outside of this with the movie <sighs> as a kid, where everyone loved it, and I was like, kind of like, eh, okay, it's just a dumb fighting movie. But it's it's. I think as a kid, yeah, it would have been a seven. But watching it again, and <laughs> seeing it in a while, that's because yeah, that movie came around the same time as like Street Fighter was starting to come up, be more popular and everything. So it kind of boosted it up a little bit too. I, I think the fact that they, they play it straight with with him talking about his shidoshi. That it, there's no way he was ever going to get higher than a five. Mashidoshi. Mashidoshi. All right, uh, X Men, and this has been the original, not the original, the 2000, the the, the first movie, real live action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, six for me, five from Alex, six from Scott. Yeah, <laughs> the storm line that really drags it down. Yeah, I went back and rewatched the first two of those, and they're they're pretty good. I like them. Um, Pulp Fiction, sevens across the board. Not a surprise. Yep. Um, Kung Fu Panda, Jeff three, Alex <laughs> Scott six. <laughs> All right, Jeff, I, I, can see like why, I, Panda. I can see why Jeff wasn't into this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mission Impossible, 
five across the boards. Yeah, red light, green light. Red light, yeah. green light. I was yes, fair. <laughs> having sp- supremely confident, having tasted the goods. Look, baby bird. <laughs> baby bird. John Voigt. All right. Uh, Grandma's Boy. Six, Jeff and Alex. Five, Scott. Okay. I mean, looking back on it, I should have given it a seven. This movie is <laughs> nonsense, so but... I might... You know, if I off the top of my head, I think I would, I would give it a six. <laughs> <laughs> if I, if, if were, if I, I were look up, and who do I see? The king of the fucking jungle. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. nearly shit my pants. Strong beef. <laughs> My beef's okay. strong. Your beef wrong. <laughs> Alright, Labyrinth. Uh, Jeff... Wait, was that... Goddamn, I'm going to accidentally change it. Uh, Jeff 3, uh, you two guys 5. You two guys. Hmm. <laughs> Alex and Scott 5, Jeff 3. Interesting that we didn't get higher. See, yeah, I didn't grow caught, up with this movie. Cod piece alone. <laughs> dance, All magic, right. dance. Hackers, Jeff three, Alex five, <laughs> Scott six. Yes, <laughs> this movie is so, so fucking magical. Yep. All right, Finding Nemo, Jeff and Alex five, Scott four. Yeah, that oh, one's kind so of almost an NA for me because I don't remember ever actually sitting down to watch that from beginning to end, but I remember enjoying it. I guess. Well, no, you had it as a four, so you didn't enjoy it. You also, didn't enjoy I was, it or dislike it. I also remember doing the submarine ride at Disneyland one time after they changed it to the Nemo thing and having no idea what was going on because I was too tall to see out the porthole. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Hot Fuzz, Jeff 5, Alex 6, Scott 7. Yes, mm-hmm. stand by that. Greater yeah. good. The greater good. Equilibrium, fives across the board. Evil Dead 2, Jeff and Alec, Jeff and Scott 5, Alex 6. Yeah, it's Evil Dead 2. <laughs> Alright. Young Frankenstein, Jeff 5, Alex 6, Scott 7. Yep. That's another one of those that I like. I don't tend to like as many else like as most people, but it's still a good movie. Put it um, on the wrist, Jeff. <laughs> Put it on the wrist. Uh, signs, Jeff 6, Alex and Scott 4. I totally see why people put this as a four. I yeah. just this movie scared the shit out of me the first time I saw it. So mm. special, I, I, special you know, place. I, I do remember seeing this in the theater. I think maybe with you guys even. Uh, yeah, yeah, three of us. And uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a lot of fun seeing the theater. So watching it again yeah. though at home, that's so. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Why? <laughs> uh, I still I still enjoy it, but it's yeah, it's definitely lost its <laughs> its magic. A few more here. The Incredibles, Jeff 5, Alex 6, Scott 6. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> Arrow, Jeff 5, Alex 5, Scott 4. Arrow. I, I guess I should have had a higher. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, American, wait, wait. American Pie, 5's across the board. Fair enough. I could maybe wait yeah, a little higher. Spawn the whole yeah. pornographic subgenre. <laughs> um, Club Dread, 5, Jeff. Six Alex, five Scott. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Pac-Man. They had a Pac-Man maze. They did. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> Fucking great. That movie has great jokes and a lot of bad stuff too. Like there's, there's in between. But it, nah, it's not my favorite. Broken Lizard. Beer Fest would be. Oh, Machete right. Phil. <laughs> uh, 
uh, Christmas Vacation, Jeff Seven, You Two Guys Six, I'll say there, The Thing Seven across the board. Yeah, hell so. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Jeff Three, Alex Five, Scott Four. Hmm. I stand by my three. Yeah, I stand by my five. Yeah, I think I'm okay with the four for now. <laughs> I'm glad we saw right. that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Futurama episode one. That's very specific. Uh, Jeff five, Alex six, Scott six. And the last one for the night, over the top. Jeff <laughs> three. Over the top. You two guys four. <laughs> if I can predict that. I, I kind of want to go back through and, and just out of the, the 400 or so movies that we've done and see like rank them from like most ridiculous to the least ridiculous as far as how did this get on screen like <laughs> how did this get on like on a movie screen mm-hmm. right. over the top would, would be in the upper quadrant of that i'm, I'm assuming yeah maybe over the top all right well that's it we got about 30 more to go uh we should be able to easily get through that before our 400th episode but now it's time for alex knows sports I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, so reports have come in that uh, Max Schwarzenegger is the best pitcher available <laughs> this offseason. Yeah. Is joining the Mets for, on a three-year the, contract with, for $130 million. The Metropolitans, yeah. <laughs> so to... that breaks down to about $43.3 million a year. And it got me thinking. Who are some of the, 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 the most highly paid athletes of this year? And I got the Forbes list of the highest paid athletes of 2021. Well, there's are a they, bunch of years. They're like, wait, you're just going over this year, right? Uh, yeah, but there are multiple years. Okay. But yeah, well, let's just go over this year. Okay. There's, a, there's an all-time list also. But let's we go this there's year. Like and it's world drivers wide. that I had know nothing about. It is, uh, uh, you might, but this is worldwide okay. for 2021. Yeah. Why don't you guys take a guess at a couple? Uh, it's usually... So, so is this... I'll is name this, off the number. So wait, is this contract or like... Jesus Christ, yeah. Well, I want it to is know. both. It is salary and endorsements. Okay, thank combined. you. See, Jeff, I was right to ask. No, was, of course it is. That's, uh, all right. I have three guesses, or I have two guesses and one I don't know. Okay. LeBron James. LeBron James is, is number five, right in the middle. Oh, $96.5 million. Um, okay. Venus Williams. Well, not, I mean, Serena uh, Williams, not, not Venus, Serena. Uh, nope, not even in the top ten. Jeez. All uh, right, uh, Nessie. Nessie, Messi. Nessie. Messi. <laughs> 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 finally, finally came out of the lock, huh, Jeff? Decided to yeah. try, try life on land. <laughs> yeah. play, play goaltender for the... Uh, the Red Devils, but, but yes, Lionel Messi Lionel. is number two at 130 million dollars. So I'm guessing Ronaldo's in there. Cristiano uh, Ronaldo. Yes, he is number three at 120 million dollars. So neither one of those guys. So is there a soccer like, player that gets more than paid, paid more than them? Right, we're taking uh, turns, no, Scott. So there is my turn. <laughs> What's this? Spoiler right. alert: There is. So I have. A, it's either going to be. A fighter or uh, a racer, and I own oh, a midnight toker. Who's the big fighter these days? Uh, what's his face? McGregor. I don't know. 
Number one, Conor McGregor with $180 million. Wow. Alex, are there, are there any baseball players in the top ten? Uh, let's see. There are not. <laughs> I didn't even know who baseball players are. <laughs> well, I'm assuming All I see is this fisherman named Mike Trout. And hey. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, any football players? Probably not. Uh, yes, there's two. Tom Brady. Yes. Okay. Who the other Wait, one? Wait, is there two? Aaron Rodgers? Oh, no, they missed... They miss, uh, uh, labeled this one because it says Ron Tom Rogers. Brady as an American football. Oh no, wait, I I was misreading it. But no, there is another one. There is another American football player. It's not, Aaron not Rodgers. Just, not Aaron Rodgers. He plays for the Cowboys. Dallas Prescott. That is right. Dak Prescott's getting paid. Dak much money. Prescott. I said Dallas. Uh, Dallas Prescott. Prescott. <laughs> $107.5 million. Oh, yeah. That's Tom wild. Brady's only making a piddling $76 million. Yeah. That guy's barely getting by. Are there any golfers on the list? Uh, no. Not this year. Yeah. There's only Tiger. I don't think anyone but Tiger would be on those lists. He's, he's, he's in the all-time list. Yeah, right, exactly. There's there's no way uh, hockey players on there. Um, no. Are there, are there any uh, basketball players year. besides LeBron? Uh, yes, there is one. Do you want to guess, Jeff? Uh, no. Michael Jordan still. Very <laughs> <laughs> possible. Uh, is, no. is it uh, Steph Curry? It is not Steph Curry. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, number 10, wow. $75 million. Okay. Any racers, any F1 racers on there, no? Uh, yes, there's one. Oh, and he isn't an F1 racer. He isn't? Oh, NASCAR guy? It, from the picture that I'm seeing... Oh, no, wait, it just says auto racing, so I think it is Formula One. But yes, Lewis Hamilton from the UK. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's, he's European. Euro. 82 million. I know, like, was it Carmichael or whatever, right? He's, like, one of the all-time guys. The German racer, I forgot his name. Something Carmichael. So, so if Serena's on that list, then there are obviously no women. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. But yeah, the only one that you guys have missed is Roger Federer. Oh, shit. Ooh. From Switzerland. Who has... Yeah, the right sport, Scott. <laughs> he has the lowest salary at $0.03 million, but what, like the highest endorsement to ratio. At ninety million dollars, so he's making ninety million dollars. He's got that sweet, sweet Gillette money with, uh, yeah. along with um, what's his face. Oh yeah, you guys also missed uh, Neymar at number six. Neymar, fuck that guy. Oh, there's the other soccer player. Okay, yeah, ninety-five. Wait, million. do tennis players make salaries? I don't even know that. Or they just win. Their... Yeah, they just get the tournament winnings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe and that all is... their endorsements. Yeah. It is mostly endorsements. Maybe that point zero three million dollars is his winnings. Yeah. All right, it's time for Neem News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Okay, uh, kind of the more of the same from last week. Um, so I've I've watched the the second episode of Hawkeye, although Alex basically spoiled it for me. Uh, the the second episode of Cowboy Bebop and the second episode of Wheel of Time. 
Okay, back up a second. You watched both episodes of Hawkeye. Yes. That's correct. Yeah, that's right. It wasn't out yet. Um, yeah. Yes, I did watch. I didn't watch them the same night, though. Maybe that's why I'm getting confused. Uh, but I did watch the first two available episodes of Hawkeye. They have a third one coming out this Wednesday, I'm assuming. Um, all the Cowboy Bop is available. And Wheel of Time's up to the third episode? I'm unsure. Yes. I've so, seen the third episode. Okay, I watched the, the first two. So well, Let me break it down for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know everything that happens, so I don't really care about Wheel of Time. Um and same thing for Cowboy Bebop, really. Uh, so, um, two episodes in Hawkeye. Um, you know, I, I, it's it's Marvel stuff. the The floor is very high. Um, I'm still enjoying it. I enjoy the, the the Hawkeye character getting a little little bit of the spotlight here. Um, there there were some a couple of really funny things in the second episode without spoiling anything. <laughs> yeah, they were. Well, let's. Let's say this for the end. Let's talk about it with the spoiler warning. So let's finish the rest of the news and we let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. All right, we can do that. I uh, watched the second episode of Cowboy Bebop. It, the second episode felt almost like a rehash of the first episode where they were kind of setting up the, the Jet and Spike characters again, only mm-hmm. giving a little more backstory to, to Spike this time around. Jet got a little bit more in the first episode. Um, and they're obviously changing how things played out from the, from the anime. Uh, but but I still enjoyed it. Um, there there is a, a level of cheese to this. Uh, um, some of the dialogue is still a little a little too height, a little borderline cringy with, with them going for the jokes. Uh, but I, but I still like um, John Cho um, and uh, the guy playing Jet. His name escapes me at the moment. But uh, yeah, I I'll, I'll keep watching. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for this stuff. And then watched the second episode of Wheel of Time and <laughs> was confronted with the thing that drove me nuts about the books, which is like, I just can't stand most of the characters. And the second episode, like a couple of them are, are acting exactly the way that they, they, uh, well, they're not acting exactly like they do in the books, but they're being like annoying in different ways. And I wasn't that attached to them to begin with, mm-hmm. so um, there was one, you know, without spoiling anything. There was there was one specific character that I was really hoping they would kill off. Like I didn't think they would, just because <laughs> they're gonna follow the story. Um, but I was hoping, uh, and uh, they were still alive by by the end of that episode. But uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but um, there, there's some some cool set pieces, even if it's all green screen. Um, I, I I like what Rosamund Pike is doing here, uh, mm-hmm. as as one of the characters who wasn't annoying in the books. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll give the third episode a, a a gander here pretty soon. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, there's there's one character Alex that I just could not stand in the books, and I already hate her. <laughs> uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader. Uh, although the the main male character too is pretty bad, like they, I could do with either one of them. Mm-hmm. They should just change the whole story. Just saying. Uh, anyways, that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Yeah, I saw. Surprise! I saw a terrible movie. Uh, it's called Whoa. Boss Level. 
It's on Hulu. Called what? Boss Level. Boss and it's level. another yeah, it's another time loop, Groundhog's Day type of thing. But this time it's an action movie. And oh, was that, I thought that was a TV series. It's a it's a nope. Okay, it's it's, it's a movie. It's Frank Grillo, right? It's the Crossbones or whatever from yeah. MCU, whatever yes. his character's name. And he does a good job carrying the movie. I thought he was cool. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, let's see, there's narration over over the movie, which is terrible. The it, it, I will give it points for hiring Will Sasso. He's in this movie. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's one of those where you're watching it and you're like, there's, oh, there's a, with a few tweaks over there, you have a decent, even, even a good movie in here, but they decided not to do it. So, cause there's some good stuff in there. It's like, oh man, this really would have turned the formula on its head, but then, you know, they didn't explore this or they should have trimmed that. And it's just, uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a mess, but yeah, it's got some good action in it. Some good moments. I can't say I recommend it, but it's there. <laughs> nice. Uh, and that's it for me. That's all I did. Okay. Uh, Jeff? Yeah, a couple things. I watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, it was pretty good. I don't think I talked about it. Did I talk about this? A little oh. bit, I think. Okay. Well, anyway, it's pretty good. Go watch it. It's, you know, it's if I'm going to watch an award show, I'll watch that. Because at least they actually have people I know in there. So like Tina Turner went in, Foo Fighters, Billy Preston, um, mm-hmm. Jay Z, LL Cool J. <laughs> yes, I remember talking about this. Like me, me, like <laughs> not so sure about LL Cool J. Yeah, I think we talked about the party on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Um, but yeah, it was weird. What? So. I feel like the Foo Fighters are one of those bands that shows up to play tribute to people that are getting in. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little weird when they're the ones that are actually being inducted. Like, who's going to play for them, I guess, is the, the question. Yeah, well, everyone has somebody come out and, and, like, is honoring them. It's usually someone who they know, like, personal and stuff like that, and... Uh, God, I already forgot who did it for some of the people, but uh, Paul McCartney did it for the Foo Fighters. Okay, and then Foo Fighters did like three or four of their songs, and then they did a Beatles. They did Get Back. Foo Fighters performed it with Paul McCartney singing along with them. That's cool, which is pretty good. Which leads me to the next thing because I started watching the Get Back Beatles footage they have on Disney Plus. This whole Peter Jackson thing where they found 180 hours of recordings of them prepping for their last album and um i'll say this it looks amazing i mean the the footage looks like it came out the other day it's crazy as us being young in quotes (laughs) compared to the beatles area era seeing them all young and everything is just crazy to me just like well these guys are just punk ass kids and one of the parents hated them (laughs) and stuff like that (laughs) um could have been one of the beatles but it's a drag (laughs) Matt, it's like there's multiple episodes, and the first episode was three hours long, and the second episode was about three hours long, and it's just Weird. it's not cut into a story. The very beginning is it's kind of saying like where the state of the Beatles were uh, was at this time and what they were trying to do here, and then it's just yeah, it's just footage of them rehearsing and talking and stuff, and it's a little too much. We're gonna we watch about an 
45 minutes. We'll probably try again, <laughs> and then maybe we'll find out what the highlights are and stuff. So, I mean, if you're a huge Beatles fan, Maniac, go ahead, go watch it because you could still see your your Beatles in all their glory. Um, so that's the other thing I watched, and then the last thing. I, even though I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the man, I'm watching the that Tom Brady documentary that they're doing on ESPN now. I go and he's each episode's about a trip to the Super Bowl that he had. So there it is. If you like football, watch it. If you love Tom Brady, watch it. But from what I can tell so far, nobody loves Tom Brady as much as Tom Brady loves Tom Brady. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, throw that out there. TV does yeah. some TV. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I've got. So you guys ready to talk about some Hawkeye? Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. So spoilers, folks. We'll talk about the first two episodes right now. Full spoilers. So, um, yeah. Turn us off if you haven't watched it. If not, listen. Listen. <laughs> all right. Well, as we talked about the party of the day, I, the first episode, I know it was setting things up, but didn't really didn't grab me. Luckily, they released the two, because the second episode was a lot better. I just think it was, there wasn't enough Hawkeye in the first episode. So it was pretty much, when are they going to get to the firework factory? <laughs> um, so I, I was, I don't know if you, you overheard me talking about this uh, over the weekend, Jeff, but I, I was bitching about this to Alex. Um, how, for a show called Hawkeye, <laughs> it, like, yeah, he's barely... Like in the first episode, right? Which is which is fine if they're they're setting up this other character and that's who they're like the main focus is eventually going to be when it's all said and done. Yes, um, the the Kate Bishop character. That's fine, but right. But it's called Hawkeye. The thing is, thing with Hawkeye is he's, he's not Captain America. He's not Iron Man. Like you don't bequeath the title in the shield or the suit or whatever. Like at the end of the day, he's just a guy that's like really good with a bow and arrow. So he's also and just larping a, and larping. Yeah, yes. that was great. Uh, but he's also so, just a he's just a regular guy. He's a dad out in New York having a trip with his kids to reconnect, and then all this shit happens. Right, which is fine, but like that, like that's like five minutes of him in the first episode. Yeah. Okay, but the second episode was all him. So yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I, I just. <laughs> Yeah, response. It's yeah. like with the Alex. They they the whole first episode is all about her. Basically, like they let you know that Hawkeye is there and like how he gets involved in everything. But right, yeah. And the show's called Hawkeye. Yes, because right. it's the first episode in a series called Hawkeye. <laughs> it's yeah, a show, it's a show that's up, supposed to be, setting up a show situation. that's supposed to be about him. Is barely about him in the first episode. Hey, it's it's about Hawkeye. It's not about Clint. But that... about that. <laughs> oh wow! You I, I yeah. Won that argument. <laughs> I'll also say there were no games in Game of Thrones either. So there yeah, weren't. a lot of Thrones. There were quite a few. Well, no, game no games. No one Iron Throne. Um, like I said, I, for the first episode, I definitely was disappointed too because there wasn't enough him. But by the second episode. I thought there was it was all him, so I'm, I'm just let's see where this is going. And yeah, it's it's a series; it builds. So, so, so it's built as his thing, but it's clearly not just his thing. Yeah, correct. 
All right, Scott doesn't like the name. We'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I'm saying. I know that's not what you're saying, but <laughs> um, well, I will just go. I like I said the first episode setting her up fine. I mean, maybe it is. We have twelve movies, well, at least twelve movies with him in it, so we know all his backstory. So get her story, and now well, they're we don't really know all his backstory. That's the thing. But we just know yeah, who he, was, he is, what he's he about. Was, yeah, we yeah, know who he's, he's about, and like he's got the, the the family and stuff. So this death yeah. thing has never shown up in any of the movies, huh? No, him so, having a hard so time here. The, the closest that we come to this is like the third Iron Man movie when he's like dealing with the PTSD. That's um, like really the only like similar thing I can think of where, yeah, there's this long running repercussion where yeah, he's like basically deaf in one ear now. It's amazing Remind that they're of, all not. Really. Yeah. Remind me of Archer and Tinnitus. Yeah. Ma. Ma. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was what I kept. I forgot. I saw that earpiece. Like, what is that for? Is that is he? Is he like talking to Tony Stark? Or I guess Tony Stark's dead. But and then Laura reminded me. What's his hearing aid? He said that like he took it out at the musical, which was pretty funny. The Avengers musical or yes. Spider Man, whatever it was. <laughs> I hope, I hope at some point they release like, the that, that whole sequence yeah. without the the cuts. Just just everything that's going on stage for that for that number. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like how the. I mean, it seems it's corny. Like it, it hasn't been anything too serious. The whole tracksuit mafia and how I, they're I just did, their comic relief, basically. I did. I did Ooh. really like the tracksuit mafia because at first. I thought it was just like, just as like pejorative because they happen to be wearing it, but like no, that's really a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's their name. Yeah, I thought that's where they're all they're all broing each other. Yeah, uh, bro, bro, like the you know typical Marvel stuff where like like Hawkeye's cracking wise and like the one guy's upset that he's like shitting on their secret hideout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea what really is. Yeah, <laughs> they're getting turned into lofts. <laughs> yeah. That was all good. Uh, I'm anxious to see what's going on with this dog, this one-eyed dog. Yeah, is, it, is, it, is he supposed to be like one of the uh, like goose from Captain Marvel? Like, I don't. Know. That's what I was wondering. If it's a, it's a scroll or whatever, I, I, I don't know. Eh, I hope not. I hope it's just a dog. I think so too, but I'm just yeah. curious about him. It's not, um, uh, was it not crypto? Cosmo. Who's the cosmonaut dog? Cosmo. Cosmo. Duh. Yeah, that's what Laura asked. I, mean, I don't think it's the same. I mean, that thing yeah, was that's a dog. Cosmo. Yeah, sitting the in space. Still in space, yeah. With the guardians. Well, no, he's at Disneyland. Or with uh, with Howard the Duck. I thought he was <laughs> he was a uh, yeah, in the collector's the collection. Yeah, yeah. He gets he gets set free after after that whole thing. Anyways, that's true. What's it? No, yeah. Now he's in DCA. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I thought the, I, I don't know. We kind of talked about how, so it was cool at the very beginning. We didn't talk about that on here, that uh, the, the Avengers, the ending scene of the Avengers, you get to see through her eyes and um, her about to get attacked by whatever those aliens are called. And, and Chitari. Hawkeye, Chitari and you know, Some, some, some questionable, and, questionable CGI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still looks all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, so far, like I said, the first show is a little slow. Or not, not so slow. I just, okay, well, you're introducing all the characters. Do you guys know the bad guy? Not the, well, he might be the bad guy. The guy his going out with his mom. No. 
No, I don't. I have no idea yeah. if that's. Oh yeah, this guy. I'm assuming it's based on a, on a comic character, but I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, probably. But the actor, have you guys seen him in anything? He's very familiar. I haven't looked him up. Uh, he yeah. looks like a very skinny, handsome Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> uh, He's in Better Call Saul. But I don't know him from anything else, but I just wondering if you guys know him from something. Yeah, and his mom is, was it, what is what's her name? Mara Vieira? Vieira Mara? Vera Farmiga. There you go. So. Uh, yeah. I look for, so as I gave up on What If and some of the other shows recently. I won't be giving up on this. Um, you never finished What If, Jeff? No, I only oh, watched yeah. the first two or three. And I, I haven't like, finished it either. I should go back and watch it. There's, there's definitely at least one episode that's in there that I think both of you would like. Huh. I could tell you, I at the very end when. Uh, Clint is in the interrogation chair and he's like, oh, I'm going to pull the old gnat or whatever. Yeah, the or I think, release. Yeah, I think Linda Carlini said, mentioned that, which is nice. But uh, the guy was in the, the boss man, or the girl was supposed to be the boss, but whoever the other guy was, it looked like Jon Snow. I don't know. If the guy did look a lot like Kit Harrington, yes. And I know he's in the Eternals, but I haven't seen the Eternals, so I don't know what, if his character even makes sense in this particular <laughs> situation. Yeah, but, that's funny. Maybe it was a stunt double. <laughs> uh, yeah, no idea who she was supposed to be, like I, the actress or the <laughs> or the other character. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, they do that thing that drives me nuts, which I, I hate, which is the when the plan is to get captured. Um, so we'll see how that yeah. works out. Yeah, uh, and all his the larping stuff was great, and him just kicking ass, and like how he's just like <laughs> every step of the way, he's like. Or do I really have to do this? <laughs> yeah. And I guess I don't understand why he's so interested in getting this suit back. Yeah, like so, so there's a couple things they haven't like gone into detail, too big a detail. So the original heist, they're after a watch. Right. And we don't really... See, like, maybe I missed like what happens exactly to the dog. Like, sw- I think that like the dog grab it or something, or... Somehow she grabbed the watch from the dog and threw it in the suit. Like, but yes, to your, to your initial question, like, why does he I need the that... suit back so badly? Okay, yeah, hold on a second. They have the watch. I think so. I thought it was like that. Just that one of the the goons outside, like it just happened to land in his lap or whatever. No, but then he, then he got searching, st- he was searching through the stuff, and yeah, there was an altercation with the dog. So I don't know who has it now. Honestly, yeah, I don't think that. I think that that guy doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, okay. I think I think the, we'll see. Like that, that they somehow have the watch. Like she does. The dog has it somehow. Um, okay. But yeah, like they don't really explain why he's going. Like he's so, so interested in the suit. Like obviously, there, there's something about it that, that he needs to get it back. Um, but he it feels like he didn't care about it until all of a sudden it became discovered again or something. Like I, I really don't understand it. We'll find out. I'm sure he probably yeah. thought it got destroyed with, with, at the attack at the Avengers compound. Yeah, so that and the sword, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Just go back to the larping when he's getting ready to fight that guy. They got to make it look real, and he's like, "Did he say that something like Jesus Christ? I fought Thanos." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, I what he did during that battle, but yeah, like one, one of the the things we, we were talking about this over the weekend, I think, was like the you know it, it is interesting, or maybe last week, the, it is interesting to see 
real life for these characters. Like, how do they get money? We were talking about this with Captain Winter Soldier. How, uh, or not Captain, the Falcon Winter Soldier. How uh, he's captain now. Yeah, he's captain now. Yeah, how how Sam can't get the bank loan, and you know he's trying to explain like how he gets like the the bankers asking him, like, do you pay a lot of money? And he's like, no. So like, what what is Hawkeye doing for a living these days? That's <laughs> is he is he on some kind of weird government pension? That's what I figured. Because well, it was like Shield was dissolved, so it seems like it would be a bureaucratic nightmare for him to collect a paycheck. But um, maybe he just live off of Tony Stark's money. I mean, I mean, it is it is very possible that Stark like <laughs> left a stipend for like everybody. But Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye, like like there's a few times throughout the show where he's like, no, 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 please don't give me free stuff. Like, and then he kind of graciously accepts it. But he doesn't strike me as the type that would. Like, just accept a handout from a dead Tony Stark. Yeah. So, right. yeah, I don't know. I, I am curious about that, though. Is like, what does he do? Is he still kind of technically... like? Well, he's not under house arrest because he got on an airplane as himself. It wasn't like he was undercover. Um, yeah. yeah. It, um, I, I think it's a pension. Yeah. Uh, but but speaking of undercover, it was, it was kind of cool to see him... Um, sneak into the the apartment while the the police and the fire department was there yeah like show like yeah this guy this guy actually was like trained as like a so they they always talk about uh, natasha being like a super spy but he was clearly trained to do all the same shit um so like to actually see him um you know grab the code and go in and sneak around and uh I, I, i go ahead so. Well, I was going to say just, yeah, him and any other scenario and hanging out with any other people uh, people would be the biggest badass in the room. It's just that he happened to be grouped up with yeah. Captain America and the Hulk yeah, and yeah. Thor. It's like, all right. I, I did really like uh, in when he is sneaking around, he goes up to the second floor of the loft um, so he can get a better view of everything. He's up on his perch. Yep. So we can use his Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. See, name of the show. Um, just you know, because we're, we're kind of jumping around now, but uh, um, I, I did really like that he's he's on the phone with his wife, and she seemed to like know everything. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I thought that was cool that that they had this kind of open relationship about about everything, where he's he's not hiding stuff from her. Um, he's, Someone's he's asking late tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there it is. All right, okay. oh, we'll keep we'll keep watching it. Yeah. Yep. LARP, All right. LARP, that? LARP is hilarious. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, they should call it. Ho- All right. Hawkeye and the Sparrow, whatever her superhero name is going to be. I don't. Know. Hawkeye be, and Robin. The Sparrow. It's going to be Hawkeye. All right. We'll find out. Maybe she dies next episode, Scott, and it's, it's all about him. It is. That's very possible. Yeah. Sounds Disney-esque. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. Mm-hmm.